Hi, welcome back to another episode of this podcast. You know what the name of the podcast is. You know who I am. But um, this episode is very sporadic, very um, like not planned. This isn't in the list of planned episodes that we had. I actually came up with this idea when I was in clinical yesterday. Basically, what I'm going to be talking about in this short little episode is 10 things that I've learned from being in clinical for only, I want to say, three weeks. Yes, three weeks at this point. Um, Like I said, I really thought of this when I was doing clinical and just talking to the people in my group um, and talking to friends about what their biggest struggles have been during clinical and like what they wish to improve on, things of that nature, things of that sort. Anyway, let's just go right ahead into the first one. So the first one that I have says it's literally going to be okay. I think in the beginning, we were all kind of like frantic because we had sat on the um, we had sat on the computer mostly for the not mostly for the entire semester. So we never really got that patient clinical experience. So when we actually had to go to into the hospital and our clinical instructor was like, OK, go in your patient's rooms and do a head to toe assessment. Um, I could have threw it right there on the floor. But. As I've been going on in these past, what, three weeks it is, I've realized that, like, I am starting to figure out, like, how I like to do things. And the reason that I say it's going to be okay is because it's not like you're going in there, well, most of the time, depending on the floor. It's not like you're going in there and just cannot completely interact with this person. Even if they're um, nonverbal, hard of hearing, there's some sort of way you can communicate with them. And you just have to figure out what that way is. So, yeah, that's that on that. It's literally going to be okay. You're going to learn as you go. Don't try to feel like you need to do everything perfectly the first time, which is something that I'm still working on, but it's getting better. The next one is find your flow. And what I mean by this is obviously being on a unit, there's all types of different nurses, all types of different um, PCTs, which are patient care techs or CNAs. Everybody has a way of doing things differently. Everybody has a way of doing things in a way that they feel like is beneficial. For example, you can have a nurse that has four patients. She's going to go do her assessment on all four patients. And then she's going to sit and she's going to chart on all four of those patients. If that was me, I wouldn't do that because I just know I wouldn't remember. Maybe it comes with experience. But as of now, I would be the type to do like, one patient, one full assessment, another patient, another full assessment, chart them, then move on. The patient room has a computer in it that has the software that you need to chart. But then there are also computers at the nurse's station and then there are computers that are lined up throughout the hallway. One thing that has really worked for me is so I don't remember like the different things that I want to document about my patient is chart while you're in the room with the patient. Close the door. And just get it done instead of trying to like rush out of the room and sit down. I think the only downside about charting in the room is that there's nowhere to sit. But for me, that works because, okay, I'm standing right here. I'm doing this. Let me do all of this while while I can't remember it. Also write down my vital signs in a notebook because even though it all automatically uploads to the charting software that we use, you never really know with technology. So having your vital sign, vital signs written down can really be helpful. But at the end of the day, just figure out what works for you. Do you want to 
Do your vitals, go chart your vitals, learn stuff about your patient first, then do your assessment. Or do you want to do your vitals and your assessment, then go and thoroughly go through the patient's chart and get all the information that you need for your assignments? Really all up to you. Um, the next one says, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, and ask more questions. I think that sometimes students have this fear of asking questions because sometimes, not all nurses, but some nurses have this mentality of, I know this, I learned this, why can't you learn it? Nah, 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 nah. No, that's not what we're here for. You signed up for this. You signed up to have a student follow you. So get ready for me to ask my questions and get ready to have an answer. You don't have an answer. Just simply say, I don't have an answer for you, but we can look it up. And I feel like us as students also feel like we have to go in knowing everything the right way at the right time in the right moment and all this other extra stuff. And for me, I like I genuinely, truly just could not do it. And I'm always asking questions because I'm always curious. Yes, I was the student in school who was like, why? But why? So this, so this, and I know this, but why? And don't think that a question is stupid or think that a question is too small because one, you may ask something that the nurse didn't even think about. And now they're like, oh yeah, that's really, um, that's really smart. I'm going to start doing that. And you're paying too much money for your education to not sit back and ask questions, especially after we just transitioned from a strictly online environment and you're here with people. Ask questions. Even if you ask, um, what's the normal level for potassium again? They should know it. So they're going to tell you. Just don't be afraid to literally ask questions until you're blue in the face, especially with your clinical instructor. If they give you some type of feedback, okay. Yeah, I understand you gave me this feedback, but for next time, how do you think I can improve and make this better for when I give you a report next time? So you're not constantly making um, the same mistakes and that kind of bleh, 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 bleh. that kind of goes into um, the fourth thing that I've learned, which is take feedback seriously. So the way that things are done on my unit is I. Just say I've done my vitals, I've done my assessment, and I'm getting everything that I need to know, excuse me, about my patient because I know that I have to give, excuse me, I know that I have to give report to my clinical instructor. And basically what a report is for people that like aren't in nursing or in any type of medical field that are listening is basically just say you're the nurse, you did um, 7P to 7A. And the nurse that's coming on is about to take your shift. So she's about to do 7A to 7P. Report is basically you telling the you telling the nurse behind you the most important information that she needs to know about this patient in order to keep them safe, keep them alive, and keep everything afloat. So with that, like I said, so I go and give my teacher report as if she doesn't know anything about this patient. But obviously she does because she's the one who gave me the assignment. But anyway... You want to do it like that. And then she usually gives feedback. Um, maybe you should think about this more. Why did you decide to mention this? Or why did you decide to keep this out? And I think sometimes in that case, students get discouraged again because they feel like, man, well, why didn't I remember that? Or why didn't I say that? Prime example. So I wrote something down in a notepad as an abbreviation OSA. And I looked it up and 
it stood for obstructive sleep apnea. But when I wrote it down in my packet for what I used to give my instructor report, I didn't write down what the abbreviation stood for. I just wrote OSA and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to remember that. And then when I gave her report, I was like, oh, yeah, the patient has a history of OSA. And then she said, what's OSA? Y'all, I literally blanked out. I could not think of what OSA stood for. I was like, I was like, I, I really don't know. Is it like a ocular? I don't know. I just could not figure out what OSA stood for when I had just looked it up five minutes ago. So my feedback that I received from her is, even if you think you're going to remember something, write it down. So now moving forward, even if it's the most basic acronym that I think that I know, if I feel like I'm not going to remember it, or obviously, clearly I don't remember things like I want to, I'm going to write it down because that can be a pertinent thing that you really need to know about the patient and you just overlook it because you don't remember what it was. Um, next, this is more so something that you can do directly at home, which is preparing yourself beforehand. So usually what I do, because I have to be at the hospital so early in the morning, is I will lay out my scrubs, lay out my compression socks, fill up my water bottle, print out the packet that I need, pack my bag, um, write down in my planner, any like miscellaneous things like that, charge my watch, charge my phone, charge my AirPods, anything that I can do to save time to prepare myself in the morning, I'm going to do that because that's going to make my morning move more efficiently. Usually when I come in in the morning, I um, go to my locker, put my stuff in my locker, grab all the stuff that I need, and I'll maybe walk up with one or two people that are on my unit or if I don't see anybody, I'll just go along. At this point, I'm saying, hey, good morning to everybody that I see. Hey, how are you? All of that being nice and cordial. But as soon as I get on that elevator and step off the elevator into my unit, no more talking. I'll probably say good morning to one more person. But after that, it's no more talking. I sit on this like ledge. It's not a window, but it's like a ledge. And I put my AirPods in and I play my music and I literally just zone out because at that point, it's go time. I'm not trying to like talk anymore. I'm not trying to um say good morning and chit chat like I don't want to do it anymore if you didn't see me in the hallway I'm sorry but you missed your opportunity at least for these 20 minutes that I'm literally sitting there with my eyes closed listening to my music thinking about okay I'm gonna go introduce myself to the patient I'm gonna do vitals first then I'm gonna um do my assessment then I'm gonna ask them if they need anything then I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and I'm thinking of the stuff that I didn't do the week before or the day before that I can do this week to improve on on something that I needed to work on. Like I'm literally just going through mentally what I'm going to do. And it's not like I'm going through it mentally because I want this to happen like that step by step, but I'm preparing myself like, okay, this is what I need to get done. This is what I need to focus on. And I can't do that if all y'all want to do is talk about how much homework we have left or what we need to do for the next test or how stressed we are or how tired we are. Like the complaining, I don't like that, especially in the morning. Already not a morning person. So just... I really take that time to get in my zone and just prepare myself. And some people may think that it's mean, but I'm sorry. This is my grade, not yours. So I'm going to do what I need to do to get ready for my day, if that makes sense. As the day goes on, I do start talking again to people. It's not like I'm just mute, but I just really use it as my time to ground myself and really get ready for the day. 
Um, moving on to the next one. This says, oh, this says actually talk to your patient. So as of now, we only get assigned one patient. So one student to one patient. So you don't have to worry about um, like handling multiple people. So once I've, I'm done with like the medical things that I need to get done with you. So like passing your meds, doing your assessment, doing your vitals. I'm going to talk to you and get to know you like a person because usually you just see people in your face like, how do you feel? Are you okay? Can you see? Can you touch? Can you hear? Can you breathe? Can you cough? Let me listen to your heart. Let me listen to your lungs. And you get tired of that, especially if you've had a prolonged stay in the hospital. You don't want to hear that all the time. And sometimes watching TV is not like what you want to do either. So I'll ask my patients, oh, um, if they're comfortable with it. If they're not comfortable, they'll say, I don't want to talk or... I kind of like judge off their energy if I feel like they're going to talk to me or not. So I'll say, uh, oh, um, do you get visitors? Or And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I have X amount of kids. And, oh, what do they do? They do this. They do that. Um, where are you from? Are you from here? Do you like living here? What do you like to do? Do you like to read? Just stuff like that to make them feel like people. Because at the end of the day, they are human beings. But they're just somewhere now. Because they have to be treated for whatever type of condition that they have. But I truly like to talk to them because I'm pretty sure if they're not getting visitors or if they get seldom visits, especially given the situation that we're in right now, they probably don't want to always talk about their health. Their health is already on blast for everybody to know. So just trying to make them feel comfortable and giving them a second to just get out of that space. Um, the next one I said in all capital letters, this is probably the most important one. Um, and it's bring snacks. I'm on the unit from, if I count from when I'm like step off the elevator from six, six 45 ish AM all the way up until 11 o'clock. Granted, I don't have time to sit down and eat a big five course meal. Um, so what I do is I fill up my big water bottle, my big 32 ounce. I'll take like two packs of fruit snacks and a like a granola bar that has a, um, a what is it called? A good amount of protein. And I'm constantly drinking my water, but making sure that I'm at least eating something because I'm not trying to be a patient on this floor because I passed out and didn't eat anything. I think along with that, no, that will save that for another one. The next one is if you are in nursing school um, and you're looking, thinking about clinical supplies, I have a foldable clip clipboard, clipboard and a, um, like a little mini notepad and the foldable clip board is beneficial because um you have information on these documents that are very sensitive that really you should you and your nurse and probably your ci should only have access to so the basically the benefit of the folding clipboard is to keep patient information private the benefit of the notepad is that if i have any questions or i look up something that i feel like will benefit me throughout my whole term and Throughout my whole term or my whole time in the program, I'll write it down in the notepad. If my clinical instructor says like she's expecting certain things from the different, different assignments that we have, I'll write it down in the notepad. If she's asking me questions that she wants me to go look up, then I'll write it down in the notepad. The next 
thing that I have written down is get good shoes. Um, you're on your feet more than you think you are. You're constantly moving around, constantly getting up out of people's seat or letting people sit down. The patient wants ice. The patient wants juice. The patient needs something or you're trying to clean up the room. You just need good shoes because you're standing up for so long. Also, get good get good compression socks. Um, compression socks just help with the blood flow of your legs and making sure that you don't um, develop clots and things like that. Getting good shoes is all up to you and how your feet feel. I have clothes. I bought the clothes during Black Friday. I think I paid $100 for them. Yeah, I think I paid $100 for them. I love the clothes. They're easy to clean. They kind of don't feel like anything, but you have to wear compression socks with your shoes so that they don't hurt. Because sometimes, one time I didn't wear the compression socks and it made the shoes uncomfortable and it made my feet like that aching, burning feeling you get after you take off your shoes. Yeah, just make sure that you invest in a good pair of shoes because a good pair of shoes can go a long way and can also just help prevent unnecessary pain. The last tip that I have that I did not write down that is blank that I'm trying to think of right now um, is I, I got it. Be supportive of your classmates. If you see one of your classmates um, struggling to do something or they just feel like they're not getting the hang of something that you feel that you are not an expert in, but you feel that you have a good grasp on, help them. Like, I don't like to see people struggle especially if I know that it's something that I'm particularly a little bit good at I'm not about to just watch you struggle like I will help you do something if you if you need help like turning your patient if you need help giving your patient a bed bath if you need help like starting a monitor or something or even if it's something as basic as I don't remember where to find that certain thing that I was looking for an epic if you know something help somebody like I hate when people just sit on information why are you doing that it's not a competition we're not getting paid for this we're all here to learn so don't just sit on information and watch somebody struggle also that's bad karma and I just don't do that I just willingly cannot watch somebody struggle if especially if I know how to do it or if I don't hey so and so do you need help doing this like if I'm finished with my assignment early or my patient is sleeping or They've gone down to like ultrasound or something. Hey, do it. Does anybody need help? I'm free. I'm not doing anything. If nobody says anything, okay, then go do your own thing. But if somebody needs help, help them. But yeah, those are the 10 things that I've learned from being in clinical for only three weeks. I'm pretty sure I will think of some more. Um, if I do, I'll probably like update this like 10 things that I've learned after being in clinical for three years, three months, something like that. But that is the end of this episode. As always, stay tuned. We always say new episodes every week, but our schedules change a lot. So definitely bear with us. We'll get that figured out. But I hope everybody is staying safe, staying warm wherever you are, because it's I feel like it's snowing every episode. Um, it's always snowing. It's about to snow for like two more weeks. But anyway, um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your day. Wherever you are, um, good morning or good night, good afternoon. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on and on. I'm trying to figure out a good way to wrap this up. But I think I'm just going to just say see y'all in the next um, episode.